Some good news for the families of Montez Sweat and Federian Mathis, our three players to watch on the defensive line when training camp gets underway next week. And how lucrative was it to be in the FedEx field business in 2021? All of that coming up right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including the new WUSA 9 Plus app. Your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Just download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick to check out all the action. We thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison covering the commanders for sports illustrated's fan nation. My co-host is Chris Russell, the rooster one half of the Russell and med her show on the team. 980. find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 9am to noon or find them anytime along with this show on the odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at D Harrison 82 at WrestleMania 621 at LO Commanders, or getting a free lunch if you're Chris Russell and his boss takes you out to lunch. <laughs> well, <laughs> I should point out, he didn't take me out to lunch. He went and got lunch for me. Uh, that was a nice thing to do. Maybe it's because I'm such a pleasant, jovial personality. Yeah, what do you go. think? So he when flew and lunch? he bought. That's yeah. That's when unique. You, that's when are you going to buy me lunch from having a deal with me? <laughs> Maybe that was just his excuse. He's like, he's like, you know what, Chris, you just, you just hang out. I'll go, I'll go do everything. You just stay here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. More, more time out of the building keeps, uh, keeps him from having a listening and, and deal with me complain. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, it was a good lunch, by the way. It was a good sandwich. Uh, thanks for making us your first uh, listen and view of the day, as David mentioned. Uh, and, uh, of course, we welcome you aboard as we round out our first week back on our normal schedule. And, uh, of course, everything up and running in training camp will open up next week. Wednesday will be the first practice. David will be there. Ron Rivera will speak on late Tuesday afternoon. So we'll have that covered for you in as many ways as we possibly can. Uh, as David mentioned in the open and the tease, we start off with some good news. I said, David, I said, you know, we're always having to cover so many dysfunctional and, and tough things, and we try and... You know, we try and soften the blow for you guys because we know you don't always want to hear all the Dan stuff and whatever. So maybe you'll yeah. want to hear this. Montez Sweat, who tragically lost his brother in a um, homicide uh, in Richmond last year. Uh, nothing will ever bring back his brother, David, but the, his son, uh, Shiloh. Uh, is now official, and the team put that news out. Montez uh, referred to uh, the baby as Baby Shiloh, uh, so that's the name. And congratulations to Montez Sweat. Um, and, and while it can never again replace the loss of one's life, uh, mm -hmm. and and probably um, did for Montez, having a child, you know, can often be that not replacement, but that inspirational thing that helps you heal and recover and then grow and love again. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and sometimes in loss and, and, you know, I mean, most, if not all of our listeners or viewers have probably experienced loss themselves. I mean, you know, some people, depending on how old you are, how young you are, maybe you haven't yet and, and that's fine. But eventually, you know, we all experience loss. It's just, it's kind of a part of life. And, and typically the hard part, right, is you sometimes you kind of feel stuck in that moment and you kind of don't know how to move forward. Uh, you know, hopefully baby Shiloh can become, uh, you know, not, not again, not, a, not necessarily a replacement, but just another way for the family to continue moving forward and to build uh, some more good memories on top of, you know, some of the unfortunate uh, sad ones that we get in life. And, you know, there, there's country song, right? Bad times make the good times better. So hopefully uh, the, the family, all of the families involved are enjoying the arrival of baby Shiloh. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, honestly, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a quick moment, quick shout out last weekend. Uh, my very good friends, Lance and Jerry, um, they welcomed their first child harmony into the world. So, I mean, it's, it's baby season. And and again, just, just blessings all around. I mean, it, it's good to have those rays of sunshine to, to remind us that, you know, even the darkest days will pass. Absolutely. Well, congratulations to them. Uh, and, uh, means a lot of sleepless nights. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully Montez won't be sleepless and sackless. Hopefully mm. he'll be, yeah. uh, you know, plenty rested, uh, and ready. I want to see every sack. I want to see this. I want to see this from Montez. Just, just rock. And you know beat. what? You just might get that. I, does he have a sack? I don't remember. It's been so long <laughs> since, <laughs> since we've seen a, a sack. And, and quite honestly, since, uh, I mean, he only played one game in the second half of the season, if you think about it, right? Everything, he had yeah. the fractured jaw in Denver right before the bye. Yeah. Then just as he was about to come back, he got COVID. So he had to miss the Cowboys, the first of the two Cowboys games. Then he came back for that weird, wanky Tuesday night game in Philadelphia. And yeah. then an and and then I think uh, I think right after that is what you know that later on that week right. I believe is when his brother unfortunately uh, was killed uh, down in Richmond. So I, I don't think we saw Montez for anything more than a game, and obviously wasn't the most productive of years for either mm -hmm. Montez or Chase. And to say the least, that's going to go a long way uh, in determining where this team goes. Um, mm -hmm. David, there was one bit of football news, I guess that we could chomp on. I know you addressed it, um, to some degree, uh, a little bit along with Jesse Bates and that possibility, uh, on the last episode, the episode you did, uh, on your own. Uh, but I haven't had a chance to weigh in on it. And that is the report from a Minnesota TV station, that Anthony Barr, the veteran free agent linebacker of the Minnesota Vikings, former top 10 pick, He's a free agent and apparently has drawn some interest from both the commanders. I guess before I go into my spiel on, on what I think about it, uh, for those that missed what you said on the last episode or just want to hear your brilliance again, uh -huh. are you in on Anthony Barr or do you think that would not be a wise move for the commanders? I mean, I think it certainly helps this year. You know what I mean? He's, he's a veteran. He's a professional. Like, there's never been really any rumors or reports that I'm aware of anyway that he's, you know, a toxic type of person, four-time pro bowler going back to his some of his healthier seasons. You know, that's that's really kind of been uh, the reason he's fallen off, you know, is he, you know, played two games in 2020, played 11 uh, in 2021, which 11 is obviously better than the two, but, you know, you you would like to see more. But, I mean, look, he, he's been playing this game for for a relatively long amount of time. Um, so, you know, any, any type of depth, it's, it's not a long-term future move, right? He's not like a guy of, of the future, but certainly a guy that can come in, uh, and you never know with the way that injuries work. If, if, if Mayo or Hudson, or, or you know, knock on wood, uh, you know, well, knock on wood that nobody gets injured, but if Holcomb or Davis goes down as well, the, the more talent you can bring in, 
uh, the better, I think. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I would be on board with it. I, I just don't think he would supplant anybody in a regular rotation spot. He would be a depth player. Yeah. I, I mean, just over the age of 30, look, there's a reason why the Minnesota Vikings, and maybe it's because simply Mike Zimmer and you know, a lot of the staff that's been with him aren't there anymore, right? But you know, there's a reason why they're letting him go. And not exactly like Minnesota is loaded up on defense, okay? So, I mean, I think everybody should keep that in mind. Here's the other thing. Uh, I know the mic. I know he can call all the defense. I know he can call all the singles. I know he's smart enough, but how long does it take you to ramp up to that point? And, you know, at least a month or all of training camp or all of the preseason, David, do you throw him in? You know, right for game one, when Cole Holcomb has been doing that all offseason and when Cole Holcomb really wants to do that, it seems to be, like, really important to him. Do you do risk there being more miscommunication or any miscommunication or any communication issues or just something not right think a little bit more because the system, the variant, or the the, the verbiage, uh, all of that is new and different to him along with the entire environment, right? So to your point, I think it might be worth bringing him in and seeing where he can do. It's not like like you would probably sign him to a three-year deal, and if you have to do that, I wouldn't do that. Uh, It's that simple. But if you bring him in, right, and say it's a one-year deal and there's not a lot of guaranteed money, maybe there's a little, maybe there's not a lot, you can, again, let him go if he's terrible, if he's a fish out of water, or, to your point, he's depth. And remember what I said when we did our 53-man defensive roster projection uh, maybe about a week and a half ago? I said my fifth linebacker, and I think you, if I'm not mistaken, you only went with four linebackers. I went with four, yep. I went with five, and the fifth one, I couldn't tell you the name of yeah, because I didn't open. think it would be any of the rookies or any of the new guys that have been with yeah. the team over the offseason. I said, you know, it's basically TBD. veteran unsigned linebacker. Well, right. ding, 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 ding. This might be your veteran unsigned linebacker. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's certainly possible. Wouldn't be a terrible idea for the Washington Commanders. Wouldn't be a terrible idea for the Washington Commanders to put Jonathan Allen on the field as much as possible, which, of course, is something that they already do. But just how good is Jonathan Allen in terms of his NFL ranking? We'll go over that here in a moment. Another good idea for you guys to ponder is buying some s'mores puffs from our friends over at Built.com. S'mores puffs are delicious, and they're only here for a limited time. So go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out because they're going fast and they're amazing tasting. I've had some. We had some samples. They're great. Trust me. I would never tell you anything uh, that wasn't true. I truly love them. Anyway, all Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, that they taste amazing. But you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you, even though they don't taste like they're good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect when you have a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack. They're an excellent source of protein as well. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order of s'mores, puffs, or any puffs or any Built Bar products that you want. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. Once again, for Megan, the Locked On Commanders podcast, your first listen and or your first view of the day. Either way, you consume LOC. We appreciate you. 
Which NFL stars moved the betting line the most? Well, that's a question David and I have been asking all week, and Locked On was asking it too. All this week, Locked On has given you those 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers and our friends at Bet Online. It's available right now on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, on YouTube. You know, David, one bit of good news that we forgot also to mention uh, in segment number one when we were talking about the expansion of Montez Sweat's family uh, is Fedarian Mathis, the rookie second-round pick out of Alabama, mm -hmm. did a really nice thing. For those, uh, you know, the commanders put out the video. Um, for those that saw it, I mean, it was heartwarming, right? We've seen athletes do this before, but he bought his mom a house. And I don't know the whole family story uh, there. Like, you see somebody, I don't want to go too over the top with this, but but I'll I'll make the point. A, a young man buy mom and dad a house or mom a house instead of a Lamborghini, that always warms my heart. And that always tells me that you have a better chance of that player, that person being a good teammate, a good person, mature. Um, responsible, sensible, something you don't always see with young men that get a lot of money and a lot of fame and a lot of fortune. Maybe it's maybe I'm I'm overstretched here, but I'm always happy to see the heartwarming nature of it, but also what it signifies to me if I interpret that. I mean, look, I just I enjoy seeing you know these these young men be able, you know they're they're already achieving some dreams, right? They're making it to the National Football League. Uh, they've gone to college. I don't know for can't remember off the top of my head if if Fidarian is a graduate or not. But hopefully, if he's not, he becomes one. Either way, he's well on his way to becoming a college graduate with with a four year degree. So I mean, these these are things. Look, and, and you know, I don't I don't know Fidarian's family. I don't know his entire family history, but I do know uh, two of the places he lived. Right, Wisner, Louisiana. If I'm saying that correctly, if I'm not, please forgive me. Louisianians. I'm not from where you're from. Uh, and Monroe, Louisiana, um, you know, the median income in, in those two cities uh, is right around fifteen dollars to $20,000 a year. So for Federia Mathis, and, and again, I don't know their exact situation, so I'm not saying that that's what they were making per se, but coming from from an area like that, and, and, and a lot of people come from areas like that where you're, you're kind of living around poor conditions and, and all these things, and having a house is kind of that dream and unfortunately for some people, it's it's a pipe dream, right? It's something that, you know, it's it's part of the quote unquote American dream that some people are just never going to realize. So, uh, you know, being able to facilitate that for your mother or for your parents or for whoever you kind of credit as, as kind of carrying you through the journey, uh, you know, it's significant and it's it's great. It's just great to see these guys when they appreciate the people who kind of help them along the way, even if it's just support. Sometimes, you know, Jahan Dotson brought his best friend, you know, from his from growing up to his his press conference after being a first round pick. I mean, that's, you know, that's obviously appreciation. Uh, Terry McLaurin, I mean, multiple times got, you know, choked up talking about coming from Indianapolis and, and his family and, and everything that they've done. So, I mean, it's just, those are the parts of this job that kind of make you, you know, it, it kind of reconnects you with really part of the reason, hopefully most of us got into this, which is not to talk about the scandals and the cheating and the drugs and the, and the whatevers. And, you know, I'm talking about like steroids, not like, you know, what other drugs, but you know what I mean? Like there's just, there's a lot of shady parts of this business that we have to talk about, but these are the good parts. It kind of reminds you why people got into it in the first place. Absolutely. All right. Some more good news for the commander's organization, David. Remember when we said on offense 
that the commanders didn't have a player that ranked inside the top 10 in the ESPN top 50 ranking poll, executives, coaches, scouts, personnel, Matt Bow, and so on and so forth. They only had uh, honorable mention Terry McLaurin and others receiving votes uh, and, and so on and so forth. Well, and, and, and Chase Young got honorable mention for pass rushing defensive ends. I broke that down on my solo episode earlier this week, a couple of episodes ago. Well, we finally have broken through the glass. Finally, Washington has somebody in the top 10, barely, of the ESPN ranking series, and that is Jonathan Allen, number 10 amongst the defensive interior linemen and defensive tackles in the NFL. He had a highest ranking of four, a lowest ranking out of the top 10, which probably shouldn't surprise anybody. He was honorable mention uh, last year, and Jonathan Allen obviously was huge for Washington, by far and away their best defensive player, and you can make an argument, their best player, period, in 2021. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think he's better than that ranking, but I think that just based off of what people see because of what's going on with the Washington defense, I mean, losing Montez Sweat completely for stretches, losing Chase Young for the season. I mean, even even though, you know, the, the production wasn't exactly top shelf, even at the moment that they lost those guys, they're still there and teams still kind of respect the, the potential ability. And like this could be the game where they decide to, you know, blow the roof off the thing. Uh, and that helps guys on the interior like Deron Payne, like uh, Jonathan Allen. So I think that if, you know, if you see this defense get to its its you know uh its full potential you'll really it'll really help unlock really what Jonathan Allen is ready to do and Chris that moves us into perfectly into our three guys to watch on the defensive line for training camp coming up next week real quick I'll hit mine and I wrote it up for si.com's fan nation so you can get my full thoughts on why I picked these three guys but basically Deron Payne Look, he wants a new contract. I, I get it. He kind of held, not really held out, but it was voluntary, but showed up, but also didn't show up to part of the voluntary parts of the workouts, kind of prove a point. Uh, so he needs to go out there and show this team that they need to re-sign him. They need to extend him. Fedaria Mathis, on the other hand, he's the guy that was getting the first team reps while Deron Payne was missing the team portions. He's the second round pick. You don't draft a guy in the second round because you expect him to be a backup for too long. So we're going to see how that impacts the whole Deron Payne situation. If Fedarian comes in and blows this thing up, Deron Payne may just be looking for a new home next offseason. And then Casey Tuhill with Chase Young still recovering. Montez Sweat obviously should be back. Uh, but James Smith-Williams and Casey Tuhill, basically a, a two-for-one kind of combo package there because those guys have valuable reps last year stepping in for those two guys. So they're going to be valuable depth this year when Chase Young gets back. And in the meantime, if, he, if they need to, they'll be good uh, replacement players to, to team up with Montez Sweat. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought in James Smith-Williams because I almost put him on my list. But, you know, I, I mean, again, this is three to watch, not three most important, three key, what have you. Um, so I started my list with uh, Chase Young uh, just because I don't know if I'm going to be watching him, right? I, I mean, I know he's not going to play in any preseason game. To expect, but David, I don't know when's he when he's going to practice. I fully expect yeah. him to open up next week on preseason pup. That was a strong indication from Ron Rivera when we last met with the team in mid June. I guess something could change there. But Chase Young, uh, Daniel Wise, and FA Obata are two younger players that I put on there, and, and I'll, I'll break down each real quickly. Daniel Wise is a guy who I put on my initial fifty three. 
uh, when we did the defense about a week and a half ago. And the reason why I did that is because every time I saw him last year in training camp practices, OTAs, that type of thing, he always seemed to be pushing the pocket and collapsing the interior, which is something that is so important, especially, you know, we've talked about Fedarian Mathis a lot on this episode. You just talked about Fedarian Mathis, talked about Fedarian Mathis buying his mom a house. Great. All that second round pick. Yada, yada, yada. But you need more than that. Remember, this team lost Tim Settle and they lost Matt Ioannidis. And so far, they haven't signed a veteran defensive tackle. I thought they might have been in on Star Latula Lele, but they haven't brought him in as of yet. So right now, a guy like Wise is going to get an opportunity here. And then just quickly on F.A. Obata, another guy with Carolina Roots has been in Buffalo, so he's been in a similar type philosophy. Of course, you know the two organizations uh, align pretty much. Obata's a guy who's got some pass rush juice to him. And David, you know, I wonder if he pushes maybe a Casey Tuhill off the line or James Smith-Williams off the line or Shaka Tony off the line and gives them something because he's a young veteran with some athletic juice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, kind of going back to like the tight end position, a lot of talent to watch and a lot of energy. Uh, whatever combination of guys you get on the initial 53-man roster, it's going to be a pretty good one. And that and that's important to have depth. Again, you know, what you want to almost be cutting good players, right? You don't yeah. want to cut a good player necessarily, but you want to have options instead of being basically forced to take somebody. All right, coming up, we wrap up the week with the Commanders finishing near the bottom in another major ranking. What, why, and who finished below next on LOC? But first, we tell you about our friends at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is, of course, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find out all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball in full swing as the second half is underway. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your uh, podcast news and sports scores and information this season. Fastest and easiest way to check in on sports like MMA, boxing, golf, so on and so forth. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Wrapping up the week here at the Locked On Commanders podcast, and uh, Chris, eventually some bad news is going to leak into it, to the show, right? That's just just kind of the way that it goes. As can be expected, not a lot of people attending games at, at FedEx Field, and, and uh, that's going to impact revenue lines and, and sharing and all that stuff, right? And Washington, unfortunately, again, kind of as expected, has definitely finished in the bottom half of the league in revenue for 2021. All right, so... Everybody, I think, knows the attendance issues at FedEx Field. You just kind of alluded to. It was like the second worst or the worst average attendance, whatever it was, like mid-51 and change, uh, just shy of 52, I think uh, the number was. So Sportico, uh, you know, one of these sports business outlets, David, came out with uh, these numbers and rankings. And Washington finished 31st, not in ticket sales, not in attendance, but in net ticket revenue, net ticket revenue. And basically why that's important is because the money that you get, you know, from the ticket sales after you uh, send, you know, the 40% or whatever it is that's earmarked for the league for the revenue sharing pool, 
is important because, I mean, obviously you get to keep that as part of your local revenue then or the revenue that you don't, you know, because you're already sharing it, you keep uh, the remaining portion of it. So you want that number, of course, to be as high as you possibly can. So Washington finished 31st. The only team that was lower was Detroit. Again, go figure. Detroit didn't win a game until what? Week 11 or whatever it was. Uh, and they've been a moribund franchise as well. Here was the interesting thing. The Las Vegas Raiders generated the most net ticket revenue in the NFL last year, despite ranking 25th in number of tickets sold. And David, how I interpret that without knowing for sure, but I know enough, is that was their first true year in Las Vegas because remember 2020 was, but they couldn't sell any tickets. Allegiant Stadium had no fans, not even partial attendance, no fans. They were a playoff team, but Allegiant Stadium only has 65,000 or so seats. So there was a premium number of seats meaning there isn't 80 or 90,000 seats available for use. So naturally, when there's less tickets to be sold and more desire and more demand, what happens? The cost of those tickets go up, and therefore your net ticket revenue soars while maybe your ticket sold, as, as Sportico pointed out, remains pretty low, i.e. 25th, because of the size of Allegiant Stadium. And it's important to note because Washington, of course, has knocked down FedEx Field to like 66, 67,000 uh, with all the reconstruction that they've done. And what have we been talking about when and if they build a new arena or a new stadium? We're talking about a 55-ish thousand-seat stadium, right? Which probably means tickets are going to go through the roof if Washington is even remotely an attractive option at that point whenever they get built. But this is kind of the model that teams are looking at, maybe less tickets sold, higher cost, and therefore higher net revenue. Yeah, which, of course, is not going to make fans happy, right? So those numbers come from Sportico. I've got some numbers here from Action Network HQ. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders have the number one, the highest average ticket price or per ticket cost in the NFL, according to, again, these are 2021 numbers, $153.47, Chris. There you go. The average cost of a Washington Commanders game in 2021, $110.07. And just to add on, let's, let's do some more math spillage here. The Las Vegas Raiders, the highest percentage ticket price increase from 2006 to 2021, 147% is how much the ticket prices have risen uh, for the for Raiders fans now granted in 06 they weren't paying for Allegiant Stadium and they weren't in Las Vegas uh, like you mentioned the Washington Commanders in the same time span their ticket prices have only right only risen 39 percent which is is only and only when you figure that the Washington Commanders is actually 29th in the league as far as ticket price inflation the Bengals Chargers and the Jets uh, are the only teams below them in ticket price inflation. I mean, the New England Patriots, who, who you probably figure have like the most ticket price inflation because of all their success. Uh, I mean, they're, they're actually, their inflation is actually only 45%. Granted, still $131.45 on average to go see a New England Patriots game. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's the cost of winning, right? And the Las Vegas Raiders, like Las Vegas, you wanted a team, you got a team. Now this is the cost of having that team come out mm -hmm. and support and tourists and, and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, you look at it, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, I and mean, that they're another team that that kind of stood out to me. Uh, you know, the 12th man, 
uh, the 12th fan and, and all the 12s and all that stuff that Seattle celebrates. And we love our fans and you're a part of this too and all that stuff. Well, how do they reward them? 134% inflation on ticket prices, Chris, since 2006. So yeah, they love their fans all the way to the bank. But I mean, hey, look, that's that's the business. I don't know. I mean, if Washington fans, you know, if you're, I mean, obviously a lot of them aren't willing to pay the average $110 and some change to go see a game, but how much, you know, are, are you willing to pay 153 if it's a really cool new stadium and your team is a playoff contender? I don't I can't answer that for everybody, well, but it's well, just, but I think you just yeah. did, right. There's a, a lack of, uh, there's a lack of volume of seats. The team is yeah. pretty good, right? They made the playoffs granted on the last night of the season. Uh, yeah. It was an interesting season all around. It's almost it more first, exciting actually though. Yeah, absolutely. It was their first true season in Las Vegas because again, they that, First season, you know, no fans were allowed. New building, new yeah. everything. So I mean, uh, it it, it kind of makes sense, and everything about the Commanders uh, makes sense. But it's still not a not a list that you necessarily want to be uh, at the bottom of. <sighs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are done for the week. <laughs> Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep you up to date and dial in with the biggest stories all across the NFL uh, and because an offseason of course never equals a break in the action. We'll be back next week. Full week of action training camp underway. We'll have it covered for you. If you want to hop in 301-615-3577 on the voicemail locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell. One half of the Russell and Medher show on the Team 980. If you're out and about please be safe. Be kind to one another. Don't you dare drive like a maniac. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast.